0: Vince Bats. Boy, Vince Pass. Live is five minutes in podcast radio. It's your man Vince Pass in the building. you gotta know what it is. We have a little technical difficulty right now, but look, we'll get right back to it. You get what I'm saying? Waiting for my man Ron Lackey to join us right now. You know what I mean, I just sent him the link again. See what's going to happen next. You feel me? So, what's up, everybody? It's a wonderful, beautiful day in the neighborhood. who they? I just got to say, you know how to wear the orange sweater. You know to represent who they. I got the Biggles Cup in the building. Feel the raw. This is, this was this is the feel the raw era right here. You feel me? When Marvin Lewis was around. you feel- <laughs> Hey, yo, y'all saw so icky out there yesterday? You feel me to do the shovel? Joe was like, yo, chill, 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 chill. I'm just going to slap you five. Yo, <laughs> it was off the chair. Yo, shout out. I do wish San Francisco would have made it. Shout out to my brother Sam. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm I'm a fan of San Fran long time. You know, that's by default. You got to be a San Fran fan when the Giants aren't in it. You feel me? And, uh... That's just what it is, man. You dig? So, you know, look, man, tonight, man, we're going to chop it up, man. Wait for my man to give me a call, guy. We're going to talk about some things tonight, man. Let me just let y'all know flat out. So, you know, the name of the show tonight is called Black Facts. Tonight, we're going to have a conversation. And for some people, it may seem uncomfortable to talk about it. For others, it may be what you need to talk about. So, we're going to talk about party, racism, gender politics, and, um, you know, hopefully that, you know, many of you will come to an understanding on where we are actually sitting at in this country right now. You know what I'm saying? And you know, guys, politics is not an area that I really try to go into, but with so much, um, smoke screen, so many smoke screens that's being thrown up right now, we can't do nothing but attack it and attack it in a way where it can be, uh, where it maintains its transparency of, what the focus and what the actual goal is right now. You feel what I'm saying? So, you know, let's uh yo, let's just get ready to chop, chop it up. You feel me? Waiting well, you know, on my man Big Ron to come in. But yo, I know about them bagels, but listen, yeah, I wanna play something for y'all real quick. You dig what I'm saying? But um You know, it's the uh, Martin Luther King speech, but I want to play just a piece of it. So if you guys are my entertaining me for at least two minutes of this, you know, thank you for guys for jumping on. I just want I just want to play a part of this. I have a dream speech. If That's all right with you.
1: I am happy to join with you today in what will go down in history as the greatest demonstration for freedom in the history of our nation five score years ago a great american in whose symbolic shadow we stand today signed the emancipation proclamation this momentous decree came as a great beacon light of hope to millions of negro slaves who had been seared in the flames of withering injustice. It came as a joyous daybreak to end the long night of their captivity. But 100 years later, the Negro still is not free.
0: I'm officially in the building with my man, the future senator from Cincinnati's own, And I'm calling it right now, the future Senator Ron Lackey of Ohio. What's going on, Ron?
2: V, what's going on, my brother? How are you?
0: Man, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. You know, uh, yo, Cincinnati's own is in the building. So look, you know, on our show, we keep it all way 100. You feel what I'm saying? So listen, Ron didn't want to come on tonight, right? But I, but you know, because he ain't get to the barbershop, the chop chop, you feel what I'm saying. So we gonna definitely bring him on back. So you know when he got his son to get on, but he was like, yeah, man, listen, I, I can't, I, I can't show it tonight. We gonna we gonna do the audio thing. I said, back. And so you know, I, I got I got two audio guys. You ready? To come on here in a minute. So listen, Ron. You know, tell everybody about you, man. Tell everybody about yourself.
2: Uh, as you said, Cincinnati zone, born and raised here. It's uh it's been a journey for the Bengals. Uh I gotta shout out Houday Nation. Uh, people that know me know I'm a Ravens fan, die hard, but I'm also Cincinnati, born and bred. uh my Ravens not being in the show, I would like to see the Bengals bring it home. Uh which yeah, I've been in, been here my full thirty-four years of living and uh been black my whole life. <laughs> been a man my whole life so it's my, my perspective is going to be based on uh, my experiences and uh I don't expect everybody to understand them completely I don't expect everybody to agree with everything that I say uh, but I'm a I'm a listener I'm a pe- I'm a person of the people and I'm a uh, synthesizer I like bringing collaborating and bringing things together and bringing out the best good for the most amount of people
0: that's what's up that's what's up so look everybody I know what it is yo Y'all already know. If y'all know anybody out there that, that that's right now not feeling like they can make it out here? You know, they feel like they by themselves. They going through some traumatic experiences. Y'all know how I feel about, <clears throat> about suicide prevention. So, yo, give them this number right here. You feel me? 1-800-273-8255. 1-800-273-8255. You know, we, you know, we out here trying to save lives, build lives. You know what I mean? So if you know anybody, even if it's your own family, even if it's you, you know, call the number, man. Get an objective un- opinion about something, you know, in all things, get understanding. But, yo, we don't want you checking out out of here for no reason whatsoever, except when God say it's time, you dig? I got the man of the hour, too sweet to be sour, calling in. It's my man, Drop 52 in a building, Drop Squad. What's going on? What up? What up? What up, best pass? What up, Senator Ronald Lackey? Man, uh, <laughs> this is quite a surprise. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Y'all know what it is. This is my man, Drop Squad Fifty Two. You on Twitter? Catch him on Twitter. You dig what I'm saying? Black, not Democrat. You dig what I mean? So y'all, y'all can read between the lines if you want. Okay, but Black is a Black will tell you above all else. He a man first. He always going to tell you that. You feel what I'm saying? And, and, and uh, at the end of the day, like Ron said, yo. People may not like the views of what we're talking about tonight, but you can formulate your own opinions. You dig what I'm saying? Hey, okay, Well, hey, Vince. What's up?
3: Hey, you, you just said that I'm, I'm a real, I'm a real man, right? Yep. And, and a lot of <clears throat> times, sometimes people oppose this question to me. And what kind of colored man are you? <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm colored man that don't like lazy, negroes. See That's our role. That's our role, Mr.
0: Pass. <laughs> okay, then. Well, let's get ready to get out of this. So listen, tonight we're talking about party, gender, gender politics. We're talking about everything under the sun especially racism in politics. I'm going to open the floor with this particular question here. We see what's going on in the Democratic Party right now, and we see what's going on with the Republican Party right now. I'm gonna pose this question first to you, Senator Lackey. The first question for you, uh, uh, Senator, uh, my future Senator Lackey. We see what the, the, the Republican Party is doing right now. We see what the Democratic Party is doing right now. Okay, we we we've been avoiding. We avoided what? How many shutdowns so far? We avoided like three shutdowns. What is driving these threats in politics right now? Oh, I would say that you got.
2: The, I would. I, most of the blame goes to the DNC and the RNC. Both of these political machines have created an environment where people feel they have to decide to join, essentially a game. Kendrick Lamar put it as the Democrats and the Republicans. If thankfully I grew up in Cincinnati and it's not a whole lot of gang violence, but I could only imagine if I was, if I grew up in LA and it was like, I had to choose between being a clip, a a cripple or blood. I would not want to do either. And I look at the political game the same way. That's why I'm not affiliated with any party. That's when I, when I look at Sean Hannity talking and Rachel Maddow talking two channels down, they're both kind of helping drive that division That's the shit I'm trying to stop. That's the shit I want to get away from because it's, it's even, I remember seeing kids in elementary school chanting build that wall, like stuff like that has to stop. And but the political climate and the division, there are a lot of people that make money off of this. This is how they make their living. And this is how they gain status. And so they need that division to be there. The, uh, the people are the ones that are hurting at the end of the day. And that's what we got to stop.
0: Drop the same question to you. Well, right
3: now, what's driving it is obviously party politics. And whoever is out of power or their internal polling shows that they're losing their base, i.e. the Democrat Party and President Biden, they will deploy a strategy and a lot of times they'll say it publicly and they'll say, we gotta change the messaging, okay? And unfortunately, because the way this president came in during a COVID crisis, only thing he had was the fact that he was the first black president's vice president. So right now, you see the things that are in the headlines, in the mainstream cable news channels, talking about CNN, MSNBC, and then the um, what do you call them? Streaming services like Newsmax, and it's, it's a you got Black Information Network, Black News Network. It's, it's everywhere. Streaming services, and you look at who is who, what the message is that these that these um, sites or services are putting out. And if you look right now, over the past week, well, yeah, about seven days, when the Supreme Court justice. Stephen Breyer announced that he was going to retire. You have to question the timing and it was done politically. So right now, what's driving everything right now is the vulnerability of the Democrat party and the potential to lose over 45 seats in the, in the house of representatives and possibly two seats in the Senate, which would mean that the president would be a lame duck unless he went along with the Republicans, which we know he's capable of doing because one of the only two significant things he's done in a year is the bipartisan infrastructure bill. So to me, the Democrats are trying to save their majority. Some in one of the houses, they got to save. They know the only one they can really save is the Senate. So that's why you see the things that are going on right now. I don't want to have to mention the number one race card that they plan.
0: Do I? Do I, Do I have to? Well, well you, you you will. I want you to. You know what I'm saying? You might as well go ahead and say it. I mean, it's what we're here for.
3: Okay, the number one <laughs> race card, like I said, is the timing of the retirement of Justice Breyer, Another, a liberal justice. Joe Biden and the Democrats, they know from their internal polling that they're going to lose the House, and the Senate is is really, excuse me, really, really in play. So they make this move now to energize the base by fulfilling a campaign promise to his black voters at the time when he was a candidate, because him and Kamala Harris and Cory Booker could not get the black vote until James Clyburn intervened in South Carolina. And that's where he made this campaign
0: from. Mm. So
3: that's what's happening right now, because so that's all they're talking about.
0: Brian, what you think about that? Let's, let's let's add on to that for me. I'm
2: not sure. I would say that that's the black vote, or that's the, the them trying to get the black vote. Um, obviously, if he appoints a, a black Supreme Court justice who's female, that's going to help. Uh, and it was a campaign promise. But you usually see administrations doing this whenever they know they got a chance and the next election is not a lock that they want to go ahead and make their substitutions while they can. This is how I kind of look at it. They shooting for anytime you got the president in the White House, you, you know, you controlling the tempo. You got the ball. And if you want to call time out to make some subs, you can do that. And that's what that's what. Is going to be driving that particular part, as far as it goes, with them trying to make a change and get somebody in there younger who's going to be there a little bit longer. Uh, it's just the name of the game. It's politics.
0: So, with 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 the with the race card being played, and you know, you got to and you're right, y'all both y'all both are correct on this. And you know, like I said again, politics is an area not say that I don't know anything about at this thing that is so wide but I also think that the reason why I don't touch on it is because I see the, the 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 breakdown of how this thing is being played and with this race card that's being played no they've been playing the same race card for how long now? Since the, since the end of uh, slavery? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, since Reconstruction. Right. So I'm just I'm just asking, like, you know, are we misinformed about where we should actually be at? Or are we are we just marching to the beat of the same drum? Like it reminded me of Different Strokes. Like Different Strokes theme song is such a contradiction. <laughs> because, you know, first it talks about how this man is supposed to be different, but then He's. They said he's marching to the beat of his own drum. I wondered about that, and the same thing that I asked about us today, us being black people, especially black men, are we aligned with the right party? So I'm gonna. I want to pose this question to drop first. Then we're gonna come back to you, Ron. All right. Okay.
3: First, okay. I, I became a Republican. In 1988, that was when I first became aware of the difference between the two parties. Because prior to that, I voted twice Democrat. I was in the military, overseas, absentee ballot. I ain't no shit. But when I got out and started working at the post office, I started paying attention. And that's when I started gravitating toward the ideology of the Republican Party. Now, I moved from Detroit Detroit. And I I live out here in California and I was stationed out here and it it was like the population in the city where the base was, was like 2%, 2, 3%. So I worked with a couple of black people. We didn't talk about politics. Most of my politics was with other white liberals. And they, I'm telling you, Mr. Lackey and Vince, white people were offended that this black man was not a Democrat. And you fast forward to right now. I have evolved to the point to where I suggest that anybody in this country who's black and wants to vote, do not rush to the safe haven I call the desperate Democrat Party. Register as an independent. And depending on where you live, find out what the election rules are. And as an independent, are you restricted to... um, certain primaries or you can only vote for any party in the national do your research but do not register as a democrat because that would send a strong message to them that either they gotta do what they say or they're gonna lose the party that they so cherish right now Mm. let me tell you this let me tell you this brother it's the reason that we go back and forth, the two parts. It's the same, it's, it's, it's a reason. It's because of black people. Either they turn out for the Democrat, 100%, and then they lie to them, and when the midterm comes, they stay their ass at home. And then it works with both parties, it's the same way. That's why the party that's in power historically lose seats in the midterms because they go on the campaign trail and they lie and they say, Oh no, you you, you can't hold us to it because it was a campaign promise. So now this shit has evolved. It's almost like it doesn't matter who you vote for because they control the message. They control the narrative. They control social media. They control everything. They, they gather in data. They know how you think they know what you eat. So, Again, there's a push right now to replace the black vote. So again, I suggest register as an independent. You can still vote for Democrats if you want to, want to vote for them for president. And in some states, you could change your registration every election. You're not tied in to one party, But because as long as Democrats have 80 to 90% of the registered black vote voting for them, they will continue
0: to do what they've been doing since the late 60s. So, Ron, wh- how do you feel about that? Before I chime in, I want to hear your opinion.
2: So, and it is, is I like that drop started with him putting that time frame in there, saying that he registered first as a Republican in 1988. Uh, I just finished watching A Different World. Went through that whole series. It's on Hulu. And, um, Ron Johnson, it's funny. We share, share the same name. It got, they was one of the episodes they talked about politics and, uh, he was saying that he was a, a car carrying member of the Republican party. I remember that. And, episode. Uh, you said you do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So he said he's a car carrying member of the Republican party. Um, my late uncle who passed away uh, my senior year, right. Right before I graduated high school, he was a registered Republican. Um, and then when you, I don't, I've never taken those political tests. I, I don't, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't put much faith in those political tests. Uh, but if if you list the characteristics okay. of black men. Okay. Political
0: test. Hey, the hey, political, Royce, what's the just, political test?
2: To see if you're on the left or the right. But they have, okay. they all have different questions on what you would do in certain situations, and then you can tell based on the way they word certain things. They try to trick people into thinking that they're either liberal or conservative, based on the way that they word the questions and then how they kind com- kind of compile it. So they'll they'll steer you okay. in the direction they want have you to go.
0: A
3: test. Right. A test. And, and, and you watch, they're not going to
2: use that term with this black female justice. And
3: they
0: will.
2: They definitely will. They definitely will. Yeah. De- no, yeah, nah, you're good. Yeah, they definitely will. Uh, the political game is always funny. Uh, like I, when, when Trump said he's definitely going to appoint a woman justice, nobody had an issue with it. Biden says it. Now everybody's upset because they try to reduce it to him saying he's his only characteristics or she'd be black and she'd be female. And that's not what he said at all. The same way when Trump said he's going to appoint a woman, he didn't mean just any woman. It's it's crazy that the woman he appointed wasn't even a judge when he got elected, and then when he's leaving office, she's a Supreme Court justice. But I'll digress, right. and we can come hey, back hey, to that.
3: Mr. Lackey, that's where that's where Sleepy
0: Joe fucked. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. You good? Speaking peace.
3: Okay, because I, I checked out a couple of your videos, and you said you're a man of God, so I, I got I have and I got to remember to respect that.
0: I appreciate that.
3: Okay, but but. Um, if, if you, I mean, if you, if you think about it, uh, Mr. Lackey and Vince, President Biden, he, he, the one thing that he messed up on and why he's getting his criticism is because he put a race in front of it. Reagan didn't say, I'm picking a white woman. Trump didn't say, I'm picking a white woman. Joe Biden messed up by saying the race of the Supreme Court justice, because remember, He didn't say the race of the vice president he said he was going to pick. All he said was it was going to be a woman. And this is why he's catching hell right now.
2: Yeah, he used he used the wrong word. He he used the word black the same the same way you could say blank lives matter. Some people was cool with all lives matter. Some of them didn't want to hear black lives matter, but they was cool. If you change the word from black to blue, you know, it was black has always been that operative word. So you might be right. That might be where Biden messed up. To me, he would only be messed up if he made a promise and then didn't fulfill it. So if he said he's going to pick a black woman to be a Supreme Court justice, it's more than five of them walking around the country. So we we got a nice little talent pool to choose from, even if we reduce it to those two filters, because they still need to be a judge. They still need to know the law and they still need to be somebody that's going to get approved through the Senate. So they're going to have to have the credentials. But it's I'm okay with him isolating it that way, because. We've never had a black female Supreme Court justice in this country,
0: and that and that's a fact. My question, my question, still falls along the lines of, you know, the word black gets used like you have you like 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 you have a, a Mastercard or a Visa in your pocket. Like I'm still trying to get the understanding on why do. Why do politicians think that it's okay to to use us when they're in a, when, when they're in a crunch? But why do we feel we need to bail them out?
2: So there are too many oh, okay. of us, too okay, many ahead, of us ahead, that feel we need to be, let me get this drop. There's too many of us that feel we, we can be used and don't realize that we're being used on both sides of the fence. You got people that's tap dancing for the democratic party and you got people that go shucking and jiving for the Republican party. It mm-hmm. is, it happens both ways. And there's too many people that instead of saying, Hey, I can run for Senate. Hey, I can run for County commissioner. Hey, I can run for my local school board. We sit back too often and we kind of judge and pick and choose those people that are supposed to do it for us. And they rarely, if ever, do that. So that's what we got to get away from is, is playing a politics game from the audience. We got to get way more involved.
0: Yeah, where you at, baby?
3: Yeah, OK. And, and like I said earlier, I said that the Democrat Party is the safe haven because there's only one other party. And that party has been vilified to the point where black people fear it. If I, and again, I, I'm sure both of you guys have heard this over the years of the so-called plantation mentality. Facts. The, the victimization of the black voter. Because, see, this is why George Bush won mm. and was reelected. This is why Reagan was reelected. And Trump damn near got reelected if it wasn't for the pandemic. It's because it's because a lot of black people exercise their privacy when they go inside that voting booth. Or they stay home because they start asking questions like this. And this, this these are the questions that are being asked. But guess what? In 2022, we have. Computers in our hands that can be operated by seven year olds. Right. So the, infor- the information is more available now, but there's more voices that are speaking in the Times Square. So it's almost like the high school cafeteria. You're going to go to your safe haven where you feel comfortable. Okay? So for black people, they're like the, the, the high school athlete. Everybody know where they are. they all sitting together right over there. But then you got those groups in. Now, 22, the fifth group is getting and they're not choosing the athletes or the freaking nerds. They're creating their own thing and they're doing it with these social media sites and devices because I'm 61 but I've been on this social media thing big time since 2017, and I've seen it. So again, like I said, until the Democrats start losing voter registration amongst black people, when those numbers start dipping into the 70s, they're gonna start to panic. And you watch, you watch the shit that they always neglect on because they pay off their donors. Just like the, just like with Obama and just like was getting ready to happen, I mean, just like with Clinton, same thing happened with him. And and again, same thing with Republicans, happened to them too. They fucked up Democrats took over. So I'm just saying right now the whole black people safe haven in the Democrat Party is changing. It's going down. It may be in the in the in the mid seventies.
0: It could be after 2024. Everybody's got to wait and see. What you think
2: about that, Ryan? That's a great assessment of the, the cons of the Democratic Party. I don't disagree with him on very much of what he said. It's just with me, I also apply that same rubric to the Republican Party, and that's what also has me apprehensive to join them. So the the, I, I, the, solid, the, the the group, the solid South, you know, once they kind of just all really started voting Republican, th- that was one thing. But once they started taking over the party, that's that's a different story. And if it was any time I had thought about even considering being a Republican, it would have been with Mitt Romney and ran against Obama. I thought he beat him in the debates. Uh, the politics were there, but Yeah, he smashed the, the, in the base But the Tea Party was also there And then I looked at what Obama had done And I'm like, things are really trending in the right direction Obviously it was rocky at his start But unlike what Trump inherited Obama inherited a mess. He inherited a recession, not seventy-five straight months of added jobs. Right. So it was. A, so I had to look at. He kind of had a, a Bengals type presidency where that first half was a little bit iffy against the Chiefs, but that second half of his <laughs> that second half of his presidency was just okay. You know, unemployment was eleven percent when you got here. You didn't got it down to five and a half. Successful in the second term, which he didn't think he was going to get. Did
3: you say that again? Come on now, Vince. You got to let me play one of these.
1: Yeah, man.
3: Remember, okay, this is what Biden said in a black church talking about the Republican candidate in 2012, Mitt Romney. You'll put y'all back in chains. You hear that? You'll put y'all back in chains. That's yeah. me, that's playing the race car. And then this is what Barack Obama said at the Congressional Black Caucus Convention. When they was pissed off at him. I don't have time to feel sorry for
1: myself. I don't have time to complain. I'm going to press on. I expect all of you who want with me to press
3: on. Take off your bedroom slippers. Put on your marching shoes. Shake it off. Stop complaining. Stop grumbling. Stop crying. We are going to press on. We've got work to do. Now, see... That was back then when they knew their asses was in trouble because they have their own internal polling. Did you hear what Vince, did you hear what the president said to the Congressional Black Caucus?
0: Yeah. Which president? That that was (laughs) Obama. Obama Obama said that. Yeah, he said stop shucking and jiving, stop complaining. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. put on your marching shoes. But I think. Again, I, I don't I, take
2: I, issue. Yeah, I don't take issue with that.
0: I don't take issue with that either. But I, I, I think that he wasn't just addressing. But this is my question. This is my question. Now I don't mean, to interrupt. This is my question. Why would he have to say that? That's my question. He because doesn't have to. He didn't have to. But I believe that he said it because yo, yo, we fall asleep. Yo, listen, it's not, a, it's not a foregone conclusion that yo, we've been known to fall asleep at the wheel. Okay, hold on, <coughs> Ron. I apologize. There, let me step in on this for a minute. Yeah, we've been known to fall asleep at the wheel, baby. You think what I'm saying? We've been at the club all night. Okay, we've been at the club all night. We got to drive home now, and you know, we we sit there, we complain like, damn, I got to drive home. Knowing that you got this massive hangover right now, that's on the way. You 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 hungry. You got to go to the bathroom because you won't stop and use the bathroom at the club because you know everybody done did everything in there, right? But you you still say to yourself, you got to concentrate on all this right here. Is still got to drive home, still hoping that you don't get stopped by the police, right? So let me yep. let me equate this to what Barack has said. The Black Caucus was complaining. And the reason being because, again, just go back to what you said on your show. What we talked about was his first term. He came in already knowing what he was facing. But again, we wanted results as soon as he got there. We didn't care. Why, and why was that, Vince? Why? Because we didn't. We because we thought because we had a black president. Because I was guilty of that thought process. You know, because you. we because we had a black president, things were going to change for black people. Thank you. And that wasn't the case. I want to first. say, the, I'm sorry, Ron, go Ahead.
2: That's based on the misconception that the president is the most powerful oh, person in the, in the, the world. Country. Yep. Like, that's a that's a lie that they told us, even in elementary school. I remember watching uh, Clinton run against um, Bob Dole when I was in, like, second grade. And it's like, y'all think these two dudes got the most power? Like, the way I learned the branches of government, like, he can't do whatever he wants. He's supposed to control the military, but he can't declare war. If Congress wants to pass a bill and he doesn't want it to get passed, he'll veto it. But if enough members of Congress still pass it after the veto, it becomes law, unless the Supreme Court steps in and says, uh uh-uh. uh. And they could say no to the legislative branch and to the president. So it's, I don't understand. I do understand it. We were miseducated on how much power the president had. And once we saw Obama with that, with, his hands on the controls, it was like, oh, finally, you know, all our problems are solved. And no, that's not how you solve your problems. You don't solve your problems by hey, voting for somebody else to put on a suit and go and do that shit for you. You got to do it yourself.
0: Hold on, Drop, hold on, Drop, hold that thought. I think we got miseducated and I'm and, and I'm going to put it out there. You know, hold on, I got to grab one thing for y'all real quick. We got, Drop, I urge you to get this book. OK, all right. I'm bringing up my book 1619 Project. Oh yeah, I'm familiar with it. Okay, listen. We caught the mis—I believe black people caught the misconception of the president being the most powerful person in the country because we were we were taught and we were we were tricked into thinking that Lincoln freed the slaves. That's fair. It was the Emancipation Proclamation that did displayed. right? But we, but we're we're thinking that it was Lincoln that did it. You understand what I'm saying? Like, like the way history. Yeah, yeah, he was the president at the time. Right. So he's gonna get credit. Right. So he got credit for it, but we are under the misconception, based upon the way that history ran it down. We under the, we were under the misconception all along that. That Lincoln, the most powerful person in the country. You feel what I'm saying? Kennedy was one of the, was the powerful person in the country, the most powerful person in the country. All these presidents, we've been under the misconception of that. You dig what I'm saying? Because I'm gonna right. tell you, when the House wants to shut down, oh. it ain't nothing you could do about it. Ain't nothing he could do about it. Right. I well, Let you. me ask y'all this. Let me
3: ask y'all this. Do you remember, or do you have it on, on your on your uh, sound card, Vince, the speech that President Obama-elect made at Grand Park, where he made the, the famous quote, open change, and we are the ones that you've been waiting for. And see, that's the problem. Just, 2008. Like, Trump hit, just like Trump would build a wall, just like uh, Bush, with all, this is what presidents do because they play to the emotions of the American people because that's what their votes are. To some people, their vote is an emotional event because obviously the president who wins means that the other president wasn't doing a very good job or his party wasn't. So the people who supported the new guy, they were so emotional. Remember the faces of the Democrat Party headquarters when Hillary Clinton had to make her concession speech and finally announce that she lost to the scary orange man. That shit was devastating to the party. Okay, because they just knew it was no way they could lose. But guess what? It was a lot of black folks, y'all age, Mr. Lackey and Vince, y'all age, who remember them damn Clinton. And it's like, hell no. And especially that bullshit she did on Charlemagne the God and the Breakfast Club interview. Yep. And they asked her, you remember, Angela Lee said, well, well uh, Miss Clinton, um, well, what do you carry with you? This white woman had the audacity with her pandering ass to say hot sauce. And and they started like, What? And Charlemagne said, I love Charlemagne. He be getting these motherfuckers. Charlemagne said, Really? (laughs) You know, some black people watching this gonna think you pandering. She cuckled. (laughs) Then she put her lips together and said, Is it working? And them three Negroes or Filipino started
0: laughing. <laughs> they started laughing because they knew right at that moment that was the beginning of the end.
3: No, it didn't. But Joe Biden got in with the same bullshit. That's... I'm sorry, with the same with the same pandering rhetoric when he went to to Atlanta, Georgia, went in front of an HBCU with almost all black students behind him. And he pulled the race car with if you don't vote for the voting right, you voting with, with Strong Thurman and 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 William Jefferson and and, and Robert Byrd and and you see, I'm thinking that that type of nineteen sixties race car rhetoric from a seventy year old segregationist, I don't think that's just gonna work this time. I really don't.
0: Ron, say you we'll say you, Ron.
2: I think it's going to be a lot more scattered than we've been used to. Uh, it's going to be real interesting to see how these small, uh, well, not not small, but these smaller elections on that federal level, uh, the people running for the House, it's going to be interesting to see how many districts change. Uh, we got a lot more people coming out to vote. and We had more people come out in 2020 than we did in 2016. So you got to understand, more people,
0: I think more people voted for Trump. Yeah. Say that again, Ron. Say that last part again. Yep, yeah, I
2: think more people voted in the 2020 election in the 2016 for Trump and he ended up losing the second time around as opposed to the first. Is And I think we'll have even more people voting in the next election. I think people are really starting to understand now. Like, okay, I do have a, a. More people are understanding that they can play. They could play a bigger role in these elections, whether they be local, state, or they federal elections. And the more voices you have, the more people you gonna have. It's just going. It's hard to tell. It's gonna be kind of like the way this uh, NFL playoffs has been. It's been very unpredictable. A lot of close calls, right, lot of stuff right. going on that you didn't see happening. Same thing in this uh, upcoming election.
0: What you about to ask? Uh, uh, drive will ask your question, Ron? Yep. Okay, hey Ron. Okay, you
3: know, you, I'm sure you've heard in the news of the Republican states with, with Republican legislators are changing the election laws, and you hear always hear about the 19 states. So, and also the Freedom to Vote Act, which failed, had the universal mail-in balloting and a couple of other things that could be done on the state level because we all know elections are are handled by the state so my question is why do you think that the democrats who control the houses why haven't they passed some similar state legislation to that freedom to vote act to kind of offset what the what the what the republicans are doing
2: I think it would depend on if that state has struggles with their current elections. So say out of the 50 states in America, 10 of them had issues. I don't think that that means we need to see the other 40 states trying to pass similar legislation to those states that were trying to fix issues if they didn't have them, if that makes sense.
3: Okay. Well, currently right now there's seven states, they have universal mail-in balloting, and two of them, the first time they, they initiated it or, or put it in into effect was in, in the 2020 presidential election. One of the states was my state, California, and the other was, was Nevada. So, and again, if, if the thing that the Democrats thought that put them over the top to that 80 million votes for Joe Biden, it was mostly through mail-in ballots. And they had it in that federal uh, freedom to act bill, but my I, again, I'm I'm confused. Why wouldn't they do it in the states where they do have control? Because it's like I said, it's only seven states, and I think two of them are Republican, if I'm not mistaken. So,
2: okay, so let me let me I answer, yeah, let me I think, let me I answer think your question him. with I think I'll answer your clues cl- in the midterm. I'll answer your question with a question. Which Democrat-run states need to improve their election process by expanding universal mail-in ballots?
3: Well, you you do have a point. You do have a point, Mr. Lackey, because the Republicans, they hit quick on the five states that they thought shenanigans were going on in 2020. They hit them quick, and that was because they control the legislators. So again, you're right. If they didn't have a problem or if they weren't mentioned in those states that Trump said that he got the shit stolen, then you're right. It wouldn't make any sense for them to switch over to mail in balloting. And so again, that's why I say the Democrats are, they have to be worried about their black base. They have to be because they got to figure out another way to guarantee that they won't have voter suppression. And the way to do that is to mail everybody on the registration uh, roll, mail everybody a ballot. You know who got the ballot, you go to their house, you go to their job, you go to their, their senior center, you go to their projects, and you collect them ballots up. That way you never have to worry about voter suppression. So I don't know if they're gonna get it done between now and 2024, but I think they're worried if they're going to lose their majority come November because Joe Biden—he's just not really helping it.
0: So let's let's switch gears real quick. I want to talk about the black the, the black female Supreme Court judges, judge nominees that Biden got on deck. So today, Chuck Schumer, who's a who's a, a senator out of New York, he he says, and this I quote straight from off of. U.S. News. I mean, uh, CNN. Top Senate Democrats pledging to move swiftly to confirm President Joe Biden's choice to replace outgoing Supreme Court Justice Stephen Breyer, declaring that the president's sele- selection will be a chance to make history. Why are the Democrats and Republicans clashing over this? Over this already? What's the What's the What's the issue here? They have
2: to, they always have to clash. This there's, that's how they make their money. This is, this is how they stay in office. They're, it gives them that extra thing to talk about that the other side is doing wrong and why you need to trust them. Sometimes. And that's, that's what makes it hard for me to trust somebody. If my trusts, if, if you're trying to sell yourself to me, and you need me to trust you and your best way to do that is telling me how bad your opponent is, that means that you, you probably have a very thin resume or you don't have a lot to stand on. And that's usually, that's how, that's the climate of our politics now. Nobody wants to talk about policy. It's all about how bad the other guys are. Exactly.
0: What's going on with you, uh, Drop? How you feel about that? Okay. Well, um,
3: again, <laughs> politics is politics. And I think that the Democrats definitely did this. Like I said, they played the race card. To me, it's obvious. But for some people, it's not. Because what they do, because they already know. They know, one, you got Trump out there who, who will say it with his chest. They already know that. Then you got the people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, um, uh, Matt Gates. You got a couple of other people, um, Kennedy Kennedy that will speak up because they know it drives their base and helps them fundraise. So when they put, when they put the woman out, the Democrats on Sunday on, on CNN, they brought in a woman from the Obama administration and, uh, she had the opportunity to say that it was not political, but the Republican guy that was sitting next to her said, you gotta be kidding me. All picks are political. So you have to look at the timing. Now, again, I don't know how old you guys are, but Clarence Thomas and Anita Hill, Mm -hmm. that battle between two achievable black people, the female being a Democrat, the black Supreme Court Justice right now, one of only two so far, was a Republican. That happened in 1991. And we all know what happened in 1992. The Democrat was elected, and a lot of it had to do with what went on between Anita Hill and Clarence Thomas. Because again, I'm telling you, it's the black. It's about the black vote. They vilified Clarence Thomas. It was it was embarrassing that when they built the um, the Civil Rights Museum under uh, when Obama was in office. And they left Clarence Thomas out of it initially. I, I, and, and again, the other day, some fool on MSNBC was talking about how the court is all white men, and I'm like, he showed a picture of Thurgood Marshall, but he didn't show a picture of Clarence Thomas. So it's intentional. They put it. They they brought. They talked to the to the justice Stephen Breyer. Somebody made a deal with him to convince him to retire now because we're going to lose in the midterms and Joe Biden may not get the opportunity to appoint another justice to fit the progressives and to fulfill a campaign promise. So it's no question, it's political, and it's going to be people on the Republican side that's going to make comments to get to raise money. But historically... The Republicans usually don't stop the Democrats' nominee. They let them go through. So I predict she's going to go through, but Joe Biden could, could mess this up like he's messed up everything else.
0: <laughs> how do you feel about that, one? <laughs> It's going to be interesting
2: to see. I want to see the results of how everything goes from this. Um, like I said earlier we got a long laundry list of people that they, that he could nominate I don't think Biden's gonna mess this up out of this out of everything that's gone bad with this presidency this is one thing he can't mess up um <laughs> you will, you,
0: <laughs> I'm sorry you will bro.
2: Have, I mean it's such a simple it's such a simple task it's such a simple way to fulfill this promise Trump made this promise on building a wall we didn't get the wall that's why you still got people saying that we need to fix the southern border. I thought that's what the hell he was doing when he got elected in 2016. Uh, Biden didn't make very many promises, but this is one that he made, and he clearly should be able to deliver on it as long as Justice Breyer does retire.
0: Well, you know, I I, I tell you, until that moment comes, <laughs> if we don't know how long is going to be around, I don't think he gave a, out, a, a time for the out date yet. <laughs> But that wall, when it, when, when it, when it can be finished, I, I, I will say thank you. Thank you for taking all of my tax money and putting it towards a wall when we're still trying to figure out how we're going to raise the levels of the fourth grade education. Uh, uh, okay, let me, let me ask you this, Vince, because you brought up the wall, right? Okay. i got a
3: question for you. Now, you know the wall, regardless, we all know the money didn't come from Mexico. Yes, but, did. But, again, the way the money was, it wasn't necessarily taxpayer money. It was allocated funds that was just switched. It was moved around from the Department, Department of Defense. But did you see any of the building of the wall and the fact that President Biden, he stopped construction of the wall? The money was there. The contractors were there. People were employed. And he stopped the process, just like he stopped the process of the Keystone Pipeline. And see, that's what I mean by Joe Biden could mess this pickup if he picks. The, it's too many out there. Okay, right. it's too many. So if it was like two or three, I, I'll say, yeah, he probably won't mess it up. But I saw a list of 15. Right. So again, He could pick the wrong person. We just got to wait and see.
2: Nah, it's, it's, it, and it won't just be him. He has a team behind him. I don't expect the DNC to go through and vet they people and not pick somebody that's gone. They're not going to risk making in the entire party look bad with the wrong pick. So they're going to vet whoever, whoever it should be. Whoever it's going to be is going to be the right person. They're going to be qualified, and they should meet his, meet his description based on his campaign promise. This is something that he should not mess up on.
0: Well, I'm not saying that he's going to mess it up. First of all, let me, let me, let me, <clears throat> but you know, the, the thing is what can go wrong will go wrong. Okay. I was listening to um, Tim Cunningham yesterday and I don't know if you caught his show last night, um, Ron, but he he made a real interesting point that every black female Supreme court justice nominee that we've ever we've ever looked forward to being in that seat. The Democrats voted down themselves.
2: And that doesn't surprise me. That does not surprise me at all. We You got to remember, we're talking about the party that technically founded the KKK. We're talking about the party that a lot of its members, as soon as Reconstruction hit, we're trying to add poll taxes. We're trying to make sure that Trying to make sure that even when women got the right to vote, that it wasn't necessarily going to pertain to black women in certain areas. So they've the been doing that for a while. Go ahead. The party of Jim Crow.
0: The party of Jim Crow, right? The party right. of Jim Crow, right. Now, now, and, and, and now here's, the
3: question. here's the question, Vince. Okay. If you remember, the first black president appointed two women. Okay. Now, we all know, we all know that Joe Biden picked this black woman because he was losing the black vote. I think his, his approval was in the eighties back, back in, uh, I think the spring and now they're in the sixties. So we know he picked that for a political purpose. Barack Obama put in two women. One was a white woman, Elena Kagan. And the other one was Hispanic. Sonia Sotomayor. Now, Because he needed the white suburban woman and he needed the Hispanic vote because remember DACA, Dreamers, all that shit he had going on with the Hispanics. Right. But guess why would you say, Vince and Mr. Lackey, the reason that the first black president didn't put in the first black man or woman was because he didn't need the black vote.
2: No, I'm gonna say that if he had done it, they would have not gotten through, and he probably wouldn't have even been able to get a confirmation hearing for one that he picked. Let's just be real. I would have to disagree
3: that. because they did it. Clarence Thomas was put up by a Republican. Clarence Thomas
2: was put up by a Republican, and it was, was a Republican, and there was a
3: lot of black, black people that didn't. And the Democrats fought to keep him out, but he got in.
0: But we're speaking about
2: what Barack, like, see, there's a... Yeah, we're talking specifically about Obama. Obama did not, he didn't have a, even though he was president and technically he could have appointed the first black female Supreme Court justice, it wasn't happening in that climate. You got to remember, the only president to, to be denied a budget hearing by the Senate soon as he got elected, Mitch McConnell comes out and says, we're going to do what we can to make him a one-term president. And then they rolled out the Tea Party right after that. And then gerrymandering started real bad in 2010. So we can't even sit here and say that just because he was in that position, that he could have done it, it would not have worked out very well. And it would have set a bad precedent.
3: Well, well, Ron, you got to remember, during, pre- during Trump's tenure, there were some Democrats. A lot of Democrats that said they wish Obama
2: had the balls that Trump had. Absolutely, oh, absolutely. I Trump. Did. Y'all heard that out there. Absolutely, and you. Yeah. It, but the you got to So, and this was the the fun thing that I had when I went from watching the the debate between Bill Clinton and Ross Perot and, and Bob Dole, and then I watch. Uh, Al Gore and George Bush. And then I watch Obama and McCain. Then I watch Obama with, with with Mitt Romney. And then I watch Hillary and Trump. And there was a major, major shift, just even in the way that they would hold and cover presidential debates. All the other ones seem, quote unquote, presidential. That word has lost its, it's either lost its original meaning or it's just gained a whole lot of other ones. But <laughs> nobody before President Trump was asked about grabbing pussies, not a single one.
3: <laughs> not a single
2: one. So we, so we, so we can't, we can't sit here and act like we can't sit. We can't, we can't, we can't, we can't, we can't, we can't sit here and act like Trump is a traditional candidate because he's not.
0: He's not. No, I'm Obama
3: was. And I don't usually get into this unless it's obvious. Because I consider myself a political satirist. And I'm all I'm saying is Bill Clinton was the first Trump. He got caught getting fellatio. Ain't that what it's called? No, no.
0: You can't say he was the first Trump. But he even... He
3: he got caught in the act. He got
0: caught. He got caught in the act.
3: Trump (laughs) made a statement in a bus where he was a hidden mic. He didn't even know he was mic'd up. And people are, are almost putting it as if he was walking in a crowd on Times Square, Times Square and it's footage of him grabbing women by the coochie. That's not. See, that's see, That's the power of politics Just they know no. most people aren't as informed as you two gentlemen. The Don't. person just go to work, do their job. But guess what? Now they got this little thing in their hands. And it's everybody out there trying to get, get attention.
2: Don't don't allow the fact that he didn't know he was mic'd up and all of that to distract you from the overall bigger point, which is right. Trump. The way Trump inter uh, the way I'm Trump worried. interviewed for the president, the way Trump hold on, let me get this up. The way Trump interviewed for the presidency awful. was completely different than the way Obama interviewed for the presidency. Yeah. So the the expectations were different. They expected Obama to be presidential, whether he was here in the country, he was in Russia he went to africa wherever he went he he was supposed to be presidential but with trump none of that it didn't matter anymore not to him none of that stuff mattered it didn't matter that this dude would say that the bible is his first favorite book or his second favorite book behind the one that he wrote and then when somebody asked him to name one or two of his favorite verses he can't name a single one but he running as the 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 evangelical candidate that's not who he is but that was how he interviewed that's how we campaigned and that's how he ended up winning in 2016 right. but enough people He's weren't who weren't convinced, convinced enough to go to the polls in 2016 they took their ass to the polls in 2020
3: he was in your era he was a he was a he was a cultural icon who that and you saw which way he gravitated toward you saw the people that were attracted to him and that lifestyle right and so again Trump just applied everything he learned in media, because again, I will say again, politics is not about the truth; it's about what you can get people to believe. Yes. Because again, <laughs> again, if you listen to some of the slogans, right, and and you see the the Hollywood produced commercials that the politicians put out, it's almost like. It's, it's almost like they're insulting everyone by, by thinking that, oh, they, they don't know what we're doing. This They'll believe it. <laughs> so again, it, it's starting to turn a little bit. And, I, and again, I say it's because of the black vote. The young black vote, they're not buying it. They're just not buying it. They're moving on. And, and again, if you don't have that family base in the black community,
0: those traditions can't be passed down. Ain't that right, Mr. Pass? Well, yeah, I, I agree. You know, cause I agree. a lot of things can be generational. <laughs> you know, no, the black vote is definitely generational. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I would just go ready to say, man.
2: Drop all over the place right now, man.
0: But look, look, check it out, check it out, check it out. Yeah, listen, I'm I'm gonna ask this last question. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. So you know when to end the event. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, I wanna I wanna I wanna I wanna say this. I wanna give you two guys a floor before I, before we end the show. First, I wanna say thank y'all for for coming on tonight. You know what I'm saying? Um, at such short notice, I appreciate it. Um, Drop. Thank you for so much, man. You know, um, it, it, it's it, it's been a it's been a it's been a good time knowing, getting to know you through these shows, man. And, and Ron, and, and Ron, you're gonna be, you're going to be the senator in the state of Ohio one day. Um, we're gonna speak that into existence. So drop. I'm gonna let you go first, and then Ron, then I'm, then I'm gonna wrap up.
3: Okay. Hey, hey, Vince. I'm glad I met you through through um, through social media. Just like I met Ron, man. Him, and Ron did a couple of podcasts together. And season two going to start soon of the Black Not Democrat podcast. Just ain't put my stuff, because it's a hobby for me. Okay. So I, I, I appreciate you and in inviting me. And again, I'm retired. So any other time you need my political point of view, I'll offer it. And like I said, like I said, we got to wait and see what happens in 2022 to determine how the 2024 presidential election is going to be run by both parties. we got to wait and see. Because currently, I think Trump is playing the Democrats for fools. It's almost like that. Because uh, I think uh, both of y'all are coaches, right?
0: Yep. And,
3: and you you know how you, you'll show a defense, you'll disguise it, and you'll make it look like something else when, in all reality, you're running a totally different play. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what Trump's doing right now because it, it's just too easy. What he's getting away with and how the media just just just, goggle, go, just, just goops it up. I mean, just swallows it all down. So that's my that's all I got. And again, I hope I get a chance to do it, Mr. Pass, and I'm gonna put you on my list of shows to listen to
0: from time to time. Thank you, sir. I, appreciate I love. I love. I grew up on talk radio. I love talk radio. I love listening
3: to people. And you definitely <coughs> have, you definitely have the gift of gas, <laughs> as you do. All right, <laughs> hey, hey, shout out to Senator Ron Lackey. I holler, y'all. Peace out. Give me that drop. Give me my,
0: give me my drop. Drop. What's that? Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, Let me get it. Let me make sure I got it. Hold on. <laughs> give
3: me my drop. I don't have. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, hold on. I think I got it. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in today, ladies and
1: gentlemen.
3: <laughs> Tune in tomorrow <laughs> for another episode of the Black Not Democrat podcast, and I'm your
0: host, Drop Squad Fifty Two. That's what I'm talking about.
3: To yeah. anyone who wants to catch it,
0: <laughs> <laughs> my man, Drop State right, from Monte Cali, baby. Y'all. Yo, thank you, man. Yeah. All right. Hey, who day? Who day? L A. <laughs> hey, hey, L A. Rams, L A. Rams. <laughs> hey, I uh, hey, I'm going with Cincinnati. I'm a Dope ball man. That's what's up. LSU in the building. That's love. That's love. All right. Much love. Much love. drop Viala. All right, Ron. All you baby.
2: Oh, for sure, man. I I appreciate you for having me on and like having us on. Uh it's always good talking and build with my uh, my brethren. I look up to both of y'all in certain ways for sure. Uh okay. Appreciate you for having me on uh, talking about politics. I mean, that's that's life. It affects everything that we do. And uh, that's what kind of shaped my vision of, of things, knowing that this is the, the country I decided to raise my daughter in. So I have a, uh, a burden and a responsibility to make it a better place. And sitting back and voting for candidates is what I've done for the first 34 years of my life. And once I saw that, I didn't think it was enough. Quality on the ballot. That's when I decided I needed to put my name down on it. Uh, So I I do look forward to this run. Uh, Things will ramp up in May once the primaries conclude. I want to know who the one person is from the Republican Party and who the one Democrat will be. Uh, Shout out to Morgan Harper, who's running as a Democrat. I hope Tim Ryan decides to debate her, but if he doesn't, I'll understand it because he probably already has the full backing of the DNC mm. and doesn't have to debate to even get that that primary vote so that he can't be on the ticket. Mm. It's a shame that, that money has such an influence on politics. Uh, that's why I don't take money from people. I'm the, Instead of saying not taking money from certain corporations and certain donors, I don't want anybody's money. I don't want none of that. It's, it's not, not me, necessary because- to run. It's not necessary to run. Right. And, uh, you know I can do the job. Absolutely. You know that's that's what the that's why the job pays you because you know it's, I'm I don't need people to say hey here's my money go go win the election no I need y'all if anything uh, so the last thing I'm gonna do is ask you to donate money because I've donated money to campaigns and when you donate money to a campaign it's it's gone whether they win or lose right and. Sure you know, throwing your money at candidates who end up losing. It's like, well, how much money did they really raise anyway? So to see them raise millions of dollars and and spending it on advertisements and, and traveling and all the dark money that's involved in politics and then you got lobbying in D.C., it's just – it's corrupt. And, right. uh, you know, we can't say that the root of evil – is money, and then say it's okay for money to be in politics and government mm. and then say that government was designed to protect us. Mm. If it's controlled by something that's the root of evil, it's probably not going to have be, uh, the best outcome for us. And a lot of people don't trust government, and I don't blame them, because if politicians are out here to get your money and get your power and take your freedom from you, why the hell do we need them? And uh, we need these positions filled by people with charisma. We need these Positions filled by people with integrity, uh, not just one or the other. You have to be able to. To deliver, because, again, the people that are government officials or elected officials are out here supposed to protecting our children in the future of this country. And they've been doing a terrible job of it and they can do a better job. So that's why I'm that's why I'm running. I want to eliminate poverty. I want to improve mental health. And, and that's why my name will be on the ballot
0: that's what's up my man Ron Lackey future senator Ron Lackey listen man you know it's about that time for us to get on up out of here man before I do I just want to leave my, leave my little mind around real quick you know since the abolishment of slavery and we thought that Lincoln was a powerful president don't think that the presidents don't have power but the level of power that people think about they have is unrealistic. Understand the House, the Senate has more power than the president. But what I would like for you guys to understand, is, we get to understand is politics. only Only engage in the level of politics that you feel that you can handle. It's a lot of politics out here, but there's only one politics that I want you guys to engage in. And that's the truth. A lot of these politicians, they do a lot of double hand, a lot of double talk. They'll throw the rock, hide the hand, move the goalpost. Those are the people that you don't want to deal with. You want to deal with honest, upstanding individuals that are capable to do a job. You have true Democrats, you have true Republicans. Those groups of people are very, are, are small and powerful, but they know they don't stand a chance against their party. Those be the people that say, yo, I'm not doing this in my party today. Those are the people that be, don't be afraid to say, yo, let me cross this line. They go with bipartisanship. Those are the people who are not afraid to get the job done. And get it done. And get it done right. Like my teacher said to me tonight, I don't care if you get the job done, but if you don't get it done right, you are gonna start all over. Do I think that at this point in time that the storming of the Capitol was a necessary beast? The more and more every day I, I watch the news and I hear what's going on in politics, I ask myself the question: If burning down Washington and starting all over is an answer. How come it took it took until Trump to get into office when all of this stuff was happening way before Trump? That's my mind. And that's my mind rhyming. And that's my time. Yo, Ron Lackey. We in yes, the building. Sir.
2: Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
0: But I'm so glad that we had this time together Yo, tune in next week. Listen, man, I got a a, a five part series that's that's getting ready to go on about love and marriage, and kingdom. Yeah, I'm 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 looking for five five married couples that will be able to talk to us and talk to the younger generation about relationships, marriage, the 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 fight, and the reward of being married so that's gonna be coming your way soon and i'm hopefully i'll be locking down a special segment um with a brother who is a world-renowned in what he does and we we'll keep that on the heart but yo until then rock out let's go